Uh, and mm-hmm. if you're at the bottom of it uh, and you ride it from the bottom of St. Elmo, which is a small neighborhood at the foot of Lookout Mountain, and all the way to the top uh, up there where Point Park is and one of our national military uh, parks, you certainly feel like it could be the tallest, if not the tallest, because it is steep. Uh, it's uh, what's called a funicular, and so it's powered, um, you know, by by uh, just uh, you know just a motorized engine that pulls the train up and brings it down. And I'm happy to report that just last year they finally, after what over 75, 80 years, got air conditioning on the cab. <laughs> <laughs> well, also on Lookout Mountain. Isn't the Lookout Mountain Flight Park and Training School world famous for training hang gliding pilot hopefuls? We hear the school graduates more pilots than any other school in the world. Yeah, you know, one of the great things about Lookout Mountain is that it, is it kind of serves as a, a great kind of overview for adventure sports. You mentioned hang gliding. That's definitely one of them. We have a lot of great hiking, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. But, yeah, the Lookout Mountain Flight Park over there is a world-class hang gliding facility and people who are professional hang gliders go there because of the um, gosh I don't know the terminology vortexes they ride the air it's beyond my comprehension but even someone like me who's a total novice you can get up there you can pay your fee and you can learn for a day and by the end of the day you're hang gliding over the Tennessee Valley and that's pretty cool we are talking tonight with Sean Tripps marketing director of Visit Chattanooga now, Sean, since we love history here at Travel It's Radio, please tell us where visitors can find Civil War history. Right. Well, I mean, as, as you all know as history buffs, Chattanooga was a major player in the Civil War. We had what it was called the Battles for Chattanooga. We were one of the major battles before Sherman's uh, march. We um, had the Battle of Missionary Ridge. And so those battles are are kind of focused here. They're a little bit scattered, and it can be kind of complicated because there were several different battles here. But we have a national uh, park dedicated to that memorial, and that is a place called Point Park up on the top of Lookout Mountain. And there's also an area where you can learn a little bit more about the battles of Chattanooga. Now, just down the road, about 20 minutes into Georgia, you have an even bigger park that we, we like to talk about called the the Chickamauga battleground. And if, if you if you know anything about the Civil War, the battle for Chickamauga was even bigger than some of the battles in Chattanooga. Mm. And isn't Chattanooga home to the first and largest national military park? That's right. Yeah, the Chattanooga and Chickamauga military park. And it's it's not the largest when you uh, when you take a look at each individual park because it's made up of several different parks, but. We have the park on uh, up on uh, Lookout Mountain, and then we have the Chickamauga Park. All of these are kind of related, and it tells, if you're a history fan like I am, it tells a great kind of through story about what those battles were like, and it puts you in the place where they actually took place. So you could stand on top of the mountain and look down over into the valley and imagine the Confederate soldiers coming up the side of the hill. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Chattanooga has many other firsts the first patented miniature golf course, first franchise Coca-Cola bottling plant, and the first moon pie, among other things. Please share, Sean. Well, we, you know, we, we like to be, uh, I guess, a town, uh, a city on the forefront of things. One of the <laughs> things I like to talk about, uh, you know, uh, among the things that you mentioned were great from our, you know, industrial past um, when we were kind of a manufacturing giant, but even more recently, 
we were the first city in the nation to offer gigabit internet. We were also <gasps> the first city in the nation to offer 10 gigabit internet, and we're happy to announce this past year we are the first city in the nation to offer 25 gigabit internet thanks to our power grid here. So, yeah, we've made Moon Pie. We were the first area where, where the uh, Coca-Cola bottling plant took place, but we, we're still trying to be first even today. Hmm. Since we mentioned Moon Pie, what is it, when was it created, and where can visitors find it? We understand it's more than a century old. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you want to eat a century-old one, uh, Dan. Uh, you're more than welcome to try. But uh, so so Moon Pie is, is made here in Chattanooga. It's actually made by a company called Chattanooga Bakery. And, the, the you know, originally back in, around, in the early 1900s, they were creating just your, your general confections. They had chocolates and, and baked goods. And what happened is uh, they were in Kentucky in 1917, and they were bringing some goods to, to some miners, coal miners, not children, but miners that went into the mines. And one of the guys said, you know what, it'd be great if you had – a confection, something that was pretty high calorie, something that would really keep me filled up that I could put in my lunchbox and take down in the mines with me so I could, you know, stave off my hunger for a few days. And one, uh, what the result of that was uh, the moon pie because at the moment he looked up and he said, you know what, I think it should be about the size of the moon and the full moon was peeking Aww. through. At least, at, you know, you could say, oh, that's the story, right? It's a great story. I don't know about how true it is, but that's the story of the moon pie. Oh, it's a great story. Are there any other foods or recipes that represent Chattanooga? We are we we are the home of of uh, uh, not so kind of going back to the Coca Cola bottling uh, company. We were the first area to figure out how to bottle Coca Cola. Now the the drink was invented in Atlanta, um, but two uh, savvy entrepreneurs and inventors from Chattanooga. They were actually lawyers, too. There were a lot of things. Went to Atlanta and convinced the owners of Coca-Cola at the time to purchase the bottling rights for $1, and they sold it to them because they did not believe these two gentlemen could ever figure out a way to bottle Coca-Cola. Lo and behold, <laughs> they, they were th that became a pretty profitable enterprise, and we still have foundations and arts programs that are funded by old Coca-Cola money to this day. Oh, that's so cool. And out-of-towners can find shopping and food at Hamilton Place Mall, right? Isn't that the biggest mall in Tennessee? You know, I tried to find if it was the biggest mall in Tennessee. I, th I think it, it's one of the biggest. It's a big mall. <laughs> it's um, a big it's mall. It's got a lot. <laughs> one of, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, with malls these days, it's difficult to kind of even, even gather. You know, I think the pandemic is really hard on malls. But Hamilton Place is still a wonderful place to go. It's its own little neighborhood and its own little, like, shopping area. And we have a lot of people who kind of travel down 75, and they may not know Chattanooga at all, but they stop at Hamilton Place because it's convenient. So definitely a great shopping center. We're talking tonight with Sean Phipps, the marketing director of Visit Chattanooga. Wasn't the Tom Thumb golf course created almost 100 years ago by the Rock City Garden Sounder to bring traffic to his hotel in Lookout Mountain? Yeah. So, so for those of you who are unfamiliar with Chattanooga, we are 
um, kind of on the border of Georgia and Tennessee. Um, we are in very, the kind of the south uh, eastern corner of Tennessee. And back after the Civil War, there were a lot of northern entrepreneurs, a lot of people who had visited during the Civil War who decided to come back and see how they could capitalize on the embarrassment of, of riches, especially kind of our outdoor beauty. And a couple of those, uh, one of them created Ruby Falls, which we'll talk about in a second, but the other was uh, Rock City Garden. And the founders uh, started by just working on the gardens and the, these beautiful gardens that uh, were natural, and they brought in a bunch of native plants. And then he started building his hotel. And the issue with the hotel was um, – People weren't staying in it. They weren't, they weren't coming for some reason. And so he thought, well, I've got to make a gimmick out of this. And he enjoyed uh, golf. Uh, and so he decided, well, maybe I'll just put in some putting greens. And before long, he had people lining up wanting to pay to play at these putting greens. And essentially what it turned into was what would then become the idea of miniature or putt-putt golf. But he called it Tom Thumb Golf because of the – kind of fairy tale reference that he had already established at Rock City. And so, yeah, Tom Thumb Golf started right there on top of the mountain. Well, visitors who like to walk should also see the Walnut Street Bridge erected in what it's one of the world's longest pedestrian bridges. Where is it? How long is it? And how old is it? All right. So let's so so where is it? We are so fortunate <laughs> to have it in the middle of Chattanooga. Chattanooga is a river town. We have the beautiful Tennessee River going right through the middle of our downtown and unlike some cities we we took advantage of it and we built our city around the river and so you can actually utilize the river. You can get on it. And in 1906 a um a well, I'm sorry, in the late 1800s actually there was a bridge called the County Bridge which would later become the Walnut Street Bridge and it has been a pedestrian-only walking bridge since 1993. During the 70s and 80s, it had cars on it. It was shut down, dilapidated, and for uh, since 1993, they had kind of a grand reopening. They brought it back. And what I love about it, it is, is it was our first of many ways that we helped preserve the past through adaptive reuse of something old and turning it into something new. It is absolutely one of our gems. People from all across the world come to Chattanooga, and if you don't do anything, you're walking the, I'm going to say, about a half mile over the pedestrian bridge. Um, but uh, it's an old bridge. It's constantly refurbished, but um, it's, it's one of our true gems. And anybody who comes and takes a picture in Chattanooga will somehow end up taking a picture of that bridge. Mm-hmm. And I want to tell our listeners, you're listening to Travelitz Radio with Dan Schlossberg and Mary Ellen Newton-Glee. Listen to us on iTunes or blogtalkradio.com or check out the archive show anytime on Facebook. And we're talking tonight with Sean Phipps, Marketing Director of Visit Chattanooga. Sean, Chattanooga just might be the only place in the country with an international towing and recovery Hall of Fame and Museum. Uh, Is that because the first tow truck was built there in the early 20th century? Well, yes. So it was... The, the person who uh, is said to have invented the tow truck um, invented the tow truck in, in Chattanooga, and he lived in Chattanooga. His name was Ernest W. Holmes. And the museum is kind of built 
in his honor. And, you know, you have to think, like, wow, how interesting could an international towing and recovery museum possibly be? Um, but you might be surprised. Um, when you go there, uh, it actually becomes kind of a touching experience because you learn how dangerous the job of towing and recovery can be, how many people have lost their lives um, in this often misunderstood service. We have, uh, you know, if you think about it, you know, in the 1917, you know, 1918, when this issue, people were getting cars, they didn't know how to drive them, and they were wrecking them. And then how do you get them out of the ditch? You have to have people. You have multiple people pull them out. There wasn't a truck available to do that. And so people were getting injured. You know, it was very, very difficult. And so the invention of the tow truck was an incredibly important invention just um, in the future of travel. Uh, you know, as highways expanded, as as people started driving more cars, as, as more accidents started happening, the tow truck became kind of completely invaluable. And so when you go there, you kind of feel the weight of what of that even if you don't know anything about it and, and i highly recommend it we had um travel writer and um influencer samantha brown who i'm sure you're familiar with um visits chattanooga as part of her places to love and she wanted to go to the towing recovery museum for that reason and she told a wonderful story oh i'm telling you i never thought about that <laughs> now speaking of museums the Hunter yeah. Museum of Art holds one of the nation's largest collections of American art. Tell us more about that. Yeah, you know, um, it's the Hunter Museum is is a is a wonderful. It's on the bluff in the bluff area, which is which overlooks, not surprisingly, the Tennessee River. That's why they call it a bluff. But um, it, it was originally just a home. Uh, it's, a, it's an enormous home, but it was owned by George Thomas Hunter, who was the oh man i'm gonna get this right he was a relative i'll say relative of uh benjamin hunter who was a one of the coca-cola founders that i mentioned prior the bottling company so there was a lot of money there and this big beautiful house and his legacy uh you know when he wanted to secure it he was an art collector and he said i'm going to give the gift uh in my memory of the hunter museum uh, to the city of Chattanooga, and so they established that um, in the uh, 1950s for him, and it, it was a wonderful museum. And then in 2006, they added a ultra-modern portion of it, too. So you not only get kind of the classical collection that you would expect from, from an art museum, but then you go into the modern area and constantly rotating exhibits. Uh, we, we've had you know just some amazing exhibits come through, everything from fantasy art to larger-than-life sculptures. Uh, and, you know, we're really fortunate to have it here, and they are uh, just a great thing to do, kind of a great palate cleanser for all of the other attractions we've talked about. <laughs> now, I'm sure there's a mu- history museum or two, uh, so tell our listeners. Yeah, you know, Chattanooga's history is is interesting. We actually do not have an official history museum, and that story is, um, that's more of a of a Dateline type type story, so we won't get into that here. <laughs> but we do have um, we do have a lot of entry points for history in Chattanooga, and that's kind of what what drew me to Chattanooga in the first place was the idea that okay, we have Native American history, we have Civil War history, we have amazing Black history with the area called the Big Nine on Martin Luther King Boulevard that was kind of the jazz center for the South in the 1930s mm-hmm. and 40s. 
Uh, there are so many different ways that you could kind of enter the history of Chattanooga that it's fascinating, and however you enter it is is the way I want you to enter it. But then you start looking at the connections and figuring out, uh, you know, other other ways it connects. And so we we do not have a history museum. We have a lot of great history resources on our website. Visit Chattanooga.com. Um, we do have a Medal of Honor museum uh, oh. because the first Congressional Medal of Honor was awarded to a Chattanoogan. And so this is a new development. And I hesitate to say that it's a history museum because it's it's really not. It's a Medal of Honor museum, and it tells the stories of the the highest level of honor that you could receive as, as a military personnel, and it is very touching and pretty new. It's only been open three or four years. Oh, wow. We're talking tonight with Sean Phipps, the marketing director of Visit Chattanooga. And, Sean, we'd like to know what visitors can do outside, especially in the warm weather months. We hear the whitewater rafting is great, for example. I mean, Chattanooga, we're an outdoor city. We we have one of those cities um, that I think is pretty rare, and that I could stay in a luxury hotel um, downtown, enjoy all the great local foods, maybe enjoy a concert or something. The next morning in 10 to 15 minutes, I am in the middle of nowhere. I'm on a hiking trail. Mm. I'm, uh, you know, I'm backpacking. I'm doing a, some rock climbing. And yeah, wh- what you talk about, Dan, uh, we have incredible whitewater rafting. We have uh, kayaking access on the Tennessee River, stand-up paddleboarding. But what's great is is just a little bit of a drive from Chattanooga uh, in Bradley County, Tennessee, is the Okoe area. And that is um, just nationally known as uh, a center for wonderful whitewater rafting, challenging whitewater rafting. It was a part of the uh, U.S. Olympics when uh, when they were in Atlanta. Uh, it was where they did the whitewater rafting there, and they have kept it up. Uh, and it is so much fun and exactly the exhilaration that you would expect from such an experience. And speaking of natural attractions, Ruby Falls on Lookout Mountain has the deepest commercial caverns in the U.S. Aren't they more than a thousand feet underground? Yeah, we ca- you know um, colloquially we call them Rock and Ruby around here, Rock City and <laughs> Ruby Falls, because they're both on the same mountain, and they, and and if you go to one, you got to go to the other, uh, and and they're just great attractions. So Ruby Falls is um, it's essentially that it's an underground waterfall and the, the the waterfall is majestic but the experience um of getting there is is part of the fun you know you have to go in and you ride an elevator all the way down into these caverns and then along the way you get to have kind of a cave tour experience and as you wind around the corner you see the lights come on and the beautiful ruby falls and what i love about it is it's, it's really really unchanged since it opened in the 1930s um, it, it's just a wonderful, wonderful attraction, and, and it's it's one of those things that you hear about, and you've seen the barns that say Sea Ruby Falls or Sea Rock City, uh, and when you eventually do, um, you're not going to be disappointed. And how about walkers, runners, and climbers? Is it true Chattanooga has more rock within a 25-mile radius than Boulder, Colorado? Yeah, you were, they say we're the Boulder of the East. Um, I don't know who they mm. are. But that's what, I, that's what I've heard. Yeah, Chattanooga has. Um, we've we are, we are kind of an um, under the radar rock climbing area. We have 
uh, a lot of great mountains around here and a lot of little nooks and crannies and um, we we have several areas that are that are also nationally known as great rock climbing areas. Not only free climbing, which uh, terrifies me, but for people who are you know novices who just want to get out there try rock climbing, there's some great opportunities for that as well. And if you don't even want to go out to a mountain, we have downtown the High Point Climbing um, Gym, which is an indoor and outdoor climbing. So often when you're in downtown Chattanooga, you, you might look up and see people dangling from the side of a building, and there's nothing crazy going on. It's just people rock climbing at high point. <laughs> so and who are some of the famous people who've hailed from Chattanooga? Samuel yeah. Jackson, uh, the actor, yeah. and Peyton Manning, the football player. Uh, but that's just two of them. Yeah, we've had a lot of um, a lot of great famous people um from Chattanooga, there's a there's a wonderful hip hop artist named Usher that you may be familiar oh. with. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Little Usher was born in in Chattanooga. We've also um, one of one of my favorite um, the people that I like to say is from Chattanooga. But and 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 you know, people who are from Chattanooga sometimes don't shout it to the rooftop that they are from Chattanooga, like the late Leslie Jordan did. Um, Man, what a guy. Uh Leslie Jordan, if you don't know, he was uh he was a famous uh character actor, very southern, very hilarious. He got famous during the pandemic for his hilarious videos. Um and yes. he passed away recently. But he was going mm. to be uh before he passed kind of one of our local ambassadors for Chattanooga because he was he, he just loves our city so much. Um and so he he's definitely my favorite celebrity from Chattanooga and I so wish that he were still around. To, to you know, help uh, help tell uh, tell tell everybody about it. Oh, we love him too. <laughs> We're talking tonight with Sean Phipps, marketing director of Visit Chattanooga. About three minutes to go, Sean. What is the best okay. way to get to Chattanooga, and what is your peak travel season? Well, you know, Chattanooga since the Civil War has been a uh, central hub for uh, almost every city. We're two hours away from Atlanta, Nashville, Birmingham, Knoxville, Huntsville, three hours from Asheville. Um, you know, we've, we've got kind of the 75, I-75, uh, Interstate 24, Interstate 40. Um, very easy to drive to Chattanooga. We also have a great airport you can fly into as well. I know a lot of people who fly directly into Nashville, and they do kind of the Tennessee route. They stop in Nashville and drive over to Chattanooga, head up to the Tri-Cities and make a Tennessee vacation of it, and we love those people. And where can people stay in town? Do you have everything from historic hotels to B&Bs? Everything you can imagine. I, I'm thinking of – I'm trying to figure out the limits on um, on kind of the polar opposites. I think one of the, the most interesting the Airbnbs is the is a literal treehouse that you can stay in just right near Rock City, um, which is a lot nicer than it sounds. And then in terms of historic hotels, the Chattanooga Reed House um, is – an amazing older hotel from the 1920s, and it was recently renovated to feel exactly like you are the Great Gatsby in the 1920s. It's awesome. Oh, my goodness. And what special events are on the Chattanooga social calendar? You know, we've got a lot of uh, – every year we do Iron Man, um, which is which is an amazing we, – we're lucky to have Iron Man. Lots of great concerts and just, you know – so many different things. There's always something going on when you when you come to Chattanooga, just in terms of a festival or or art show or something. We we really like to get out and do things. 
Well, tell our listeners how they can learn more about Visit Chattanooga. All you have to do is go to visitchattanooga.com. If you go to the contact list, my email address is there. You're more than happy to reach out to me if you want to. And certainly follow us on social media at Visit Chat with two T's uh, all across the board. We'd love to, to tell you more about our great little city here in the South. Our guest tonight has been Sean Phillips of Visit Chattanooga. Thank you for being our guest on Travel Witch Radio. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great evening. You too. And that's it for this edition of Travel Witch Radio. Next week, same time, same station, we'll stay in the South and travel to LJ, Georgia, for a talk with Caitlin Neal. Now, this is Dan Schlossberg along with Mariella Nugent-Lee saying thank you for your time this time. Until next time, good night and stay safe. Mm-hmm.